Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yes, this is Getting Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday, the 10th of March. What a big show we have for you. We'll find you winners right across the country, especially in Melbourne and Sydney on a Saturday afternoon. Another magical Group 1 day coming up there on a Saturday. So Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is not far away. Nick Ashman will join us. We'll catch up with Chris Nelson to preview Brisbane. Peter Anthony is to preview the meeting in Perth. And also Mitchie Lewis to go through his best bets there in Adelaide on the Parks track on a Saturday. And we'll find you some winners today as well with bag of tips across the three codes. But let's start our Friday mornings as we do these days in autumn with a man that is just seeing them beautifully at the moment from Winning Edge Investments, Dean Evans. Good morning, Dino. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going? Good, thank you, mate. You must be able to um, – you'll be owning Sydney the way you're tipping at the moment. Oh, look, you know, we recently potted a few last week, but all three favourites of the main races we covered went down. Ash Cabin, as I said, I don't think he could run a mile, and it, it proved that right. I think he might prove a 1,200-metre horse. And he's a good horse. You know, he could, could be an Everest-type horse, but he um he doesn't run the mile, and the sectional has kind of suggested that. Jack and I thought we'd get too far back, um, and he was certainly ridden a lot colder than anyone expected. But um, you know, he was also a question mark over the mile, and I think he'll prove to be a 1,400-metre horse. And then Peritrees, I just thought, was a bit... Short in the market as well, and uh, and Artorius managed to blow us there. And then you know, our best in, Sil- in Sydney Cylinder, you've got the massive price on the Golden Slipper. Yes. He uh, he won again for us, and um, I do think he's 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 absolutely going to be the one to beat in the Slipper. Let's try and find a winner then tomorrow. We'll start off with the new market handicap, and I hope you're right about Cylinder as well. Um, but this is a, this is one of my favourite races. I've said it all week. The famous handicap sprint race down the straight there at Flemington. Over the twelve hundred meters, you got Private Eye at seven fifty, Marzu at sixteen dollars. I wish I win at four twenty. Rockin' Horse, the defending champ, she's at twenty three dollars. Ballers at forty to one. Bella Nipatina at nineteen. September Run at twenty nine. The Astrologist at sixty one. Lofty Strike at nine dollars. Chain of Lightning at twenty nine. Front Page at nineteen dollars. Snappers at a hundred to one. Star Patrol with some gear changes at twenty to one. Swats that. Blinker's first time at 50 to 1 in secret. She's at 420, and then Buddhist Notches at $12. Geez, there's some nice horses at a big price here, Dean. Yeah, look, it's always a great race, isn't it, Gareth? 16 horses thundering down the, the Flemington Strait in handicapped conditions. And now we've seen some great winners Bivouac, Sunlight, Red Kirk, Warrior, Brazen, Bow, Blank, and Rupee, Hay List. So, um, you know, it's a brilliant race. Looking at the sort of historical profiling that I always like to do, sort of the last 11 years, um, nine of the winners have been either second up or third up. Nine have been between the 14 and 21 day break. Interestingly, for such a you know a, a big 1200 meter race down the straight, Gareth, nine of the 11 winners have settled in the first four and running, um, which would, would probably surprise most. Four of the winners have been three year olds, um, so they have a pretty good record there. You know, widespread of weights and uh, and odds with you know 100 to win winner last year, and then Rock and Horse. Um, but usually horses are in good form, beaten last start within three lengths or winning nine out of the 11. Uh, 16 career starts or under eight of the 11. Which again, you know, interesting that um, you know the younger horses and the, the talented horses have a great record here. 
Um, and the other interesting fact, um, you know, going down the straight is barriers three to eight have produced seven of the last eight winners. Um, and we've had some boil overs, you know, including Rock and Horse last year, where we saw the the inside, um, uh, you know, rail side produce seven of the eight winners, and and they sort of up in the first five home last year, all in the the um, the rail side. So, uh, you know, there'll be one sprint race before the new market starts, and and that'll be um, interesting to 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 look at how that plays. But um, you know, that that's been an interesting factor down the Flemington Strait for this race for quite some time. Um, you know, there'll be a decent speed. I think front page and snap will go really quick early. Um, and then in terms of the ones that we're looking at to try to be on speed, the astrologist, Marzu, Star Patrol, Chain of Lightning, Rock and Horse, and In Secret, all sort of forward of midfield. Um, it's hard to really nail one down, but I, I definitely want to go to value in this race. I think, um, you know, in, in terms of the favourites, um, I'm, I'm, I'm having to bet against them. I just think I wish I win. I was super talented and with a huge run of Lightning, but I just have a mapping back sort of uh, second last. And I just think you're going to get so far back and it's hard to win this race from so far back. Um, you know, uh, Private Eye, I think, is, you know, just a superstar sprinter as well. Obviously, second in the Everest. Um, won the Gill guy by two lengths first up last prep. Um, but again, he, he sort of settles in the, in the last three. Um, Buenos Noche is another one who I think maps last and I just think it's going to get too far back. Uh, and then the other one you got on the market is in secret. Who, you know, if you're assessing her on a Group One Coolmore win down the straight as a three-year-old, then she's a huge chance. But um, uh, you know, she was okay winning first up at Group Two level, and you know, third in the surround was a, an okay run. Had a good difference was in the Coolmore uh, last year off a 1400 meter run off the Golden Rose. She sort of had a 35-day break to sort of freshen back to 1200. Here, she's only got two weeks, so. Um, so, you know, that, that's sort of the, the better horses, but I, I, I just think from sort of a map perspective and a, a profiling perspective, um, they've all got challenges and, and I just don't don't see value in their prices. So I'm actually going to sort of uh, lean you into three at all the double-figure odds, Gareth. I think yeah. Bella Nicotina, she probably should have won the more last prep. She was raced wide, no cover, and ran second beat in the head for us. And she absolutely bolted in the winner, Manicato, for us for five lengths. She placed down the swing just straight multiple times. Uh, she ran a really good third first up on the Lightning. I'd be extra keen if the track had more give. Um, and I'm never a fan of barrier one down the Flemington Strait, but um, she's just a really good mare. And I think uh, she's going to win one of these group, group ones down the straight, I think, and um, she's a big chance. Marzu, you know, it's uh, Red Kirk Warrior won this first up, um, and Rock and North came up a 56 day break, so it's not easy to win this race first up. But, um, you know, he was a Group 1 winner over six villains at Durham, and he was an excellent third in the Everest last year. He was, he was wide throughout and still hit the line really strongly. Uh, then, second in the winner's stakes of Private Eye. I just think he sort of he races on pace, uh, rates really well, um, and uh, even though he'd drawn on the outside on the grandstand side, if the grandstand side is a side that, uh, um, the winner comes from, then I think Marzu is a big chance. And the other one I thought was a bolter was Rock and Horse. You know, he, he won the race last year. Uh, he won the, the champion sprint in the spring again. His track distance, he just excels here, maps well. Um, he's drawn on the rail side, so they're all positives. Um, he was a little bit playing first up, but I think he, he's just proved, oh, sorry, she has proven to be a real uh, a Flemington horse. Um, I just thought at the big odds again. Um, that she might be the one that, uh, that everyone misses for the for the third time. Yeah, I agree with you. I was on Vossie and Brandy this morning, the Sydney Breakfast Show on SEN, and I just thought, like, Marsu, we had a chat to Peter Stoden yesterday. He's just at too big of a price, really. I, I agree with you. With mm. yeah, The first up record of horses in Newmarkets isn't great, but 
at $16, you have to have something on. And Rock and Horse needed that run, according to Mike Moroni in the Oakley Plate, had that setback before the Lightning. But he says that mm. she's as good as she was heading into the new market last year. And we're getting, what, $34 with Bet365 last night. You can get, what, $23 for her. What about just before we get your best in Melbourne and take a quick break here, Dean? Lofty strike. Um, what do you make of this young, exciting galloper for Julius Sandu? Uh, look, you know, just absolutely flying. Was prep, you know, won the Group Two Rubicon, um, and then and then his, his uh, second in the Oakley Plate was outstanding as well. The sectionals of his running are exceptional. Um, you know, he's he's a very very good colt. Um, my two concerns with him um, were just his record down the straight. You know, fourth in the Coolmore, seventh in the uh, the Champion Sprint. Um, just hasn't sort of uh, blown them out of the water in, in his two um, down the straight runs. So that was sort of just my yeah. query there at the price. Um, and, and, and Craig Hewitt is um, finding in the really big races. He, he's exceptional at running placings. Um, you know, and he, he's riding really well, um, but he doesn't seem to to, uh, to to knock them over. So I thought it's sort of the $8.50 um, I'm just having to risk lofty strike, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he runs a really big race again. And, and you know, Julius Sanders doing an amazing job with him and he's going to win plenty of nice races with him. He's just a very, very good colt. Shaftesbury's Avenue won with the top weight in 91 and then a couple of champs have won since. Well, Hayley's was a very good horse and then Black Caviar, of course, carried 58. Do you think he's good enough first up to win with 58 and a half on his back? Um, well, look, Private Eye is, um, yeah, look, he's a, he's a superstar horse. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on ability, he's got the ability to win. I just think uh, um, first up and mapping as far back as he does um, in a new market, they're just, they're just the two the two concerns from a historical perspective. But, you know, he'll run a big race and he's again going to be a huge chance uh, in the TJ Smith. Do you have a best outside of the new market there at Flemington tomorrow there, Dean, in Melbourne? Uh, yeah, look, the horse I'm keen on in the, in the size produce, the group two, 1400 uh, for the two-year-olds is uh, Juvenenko. Um, Chris Beggs had a big opinion of the horse for, for some time and um, I just thought uh, uh, her run in the in the Blue Diamond was just exceptional, settled right out the bat, basically last. Um, was held up a fair bit in the straight. There were, there were a few horses that were marked as unlucky, but she was, she was really stiff. She was sort of... Uh, didn't really get up uh, much of a run until sort of the, um, the 300 metre mark, and then just really, really charged home and ran some very, very nice uh, late sectionals um, in the Blue Diamond. Um, looks like the 1400 metres is going to sue Craig Williams. Uh, hops on board, um, and I think uh, I think she's just a pretty talented filly who uh, who could blow those away. So Jubanico for Chris Big, Craig Williams in the size, which is race five, horse number 11, or race four, I should say, horse number 11 at $5, bet three, six, five. And Dean Evans is bets there in the new market. Bella Dipatina, $19, bet three, six, five. Marzu, 16, and Rockin' Horse at $23. Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is with us. The Coolmore Classic is the group one to kick off the Golden Slipper Carnival at Rose Hill tomorrow afternoon in Sydney. And Dean, let's have a look at this market, thanks to Bet365. And um, it's a fascinating market as well. There's been a few that have been supported over the last 24 hours, especially after the final fields were announced. And there's been a few scratchings, important scratchings as well for the Coolmore Classic. 
We have Hinged at 7.50, McDonald Rides for Waller, and Avisto at 5.50, Hope in Your Heart, 7.50, Mustang Valley, the Kiwi at $19, Mirror Vision at 26 Purple Pay at 29 Expat at 17 Ruthless Dame at 750 She's a Belter at 13 Larkspur Run at 40 to 1 Yearning at $10, Espiona at 9 Times Square 50 to 1 more profits at $81. Tourjean at 19 and Pride of Jenny is at $29. Exolita's been scratched, staying in Melbourne, that mayor for Lindsay Park. So what do you make of this year's Coolmore Classic, Dean? Uh, yeah, look, this is a really interesting race when you sort of do do the profiling. Um, ten of the last 11 winners been second up or third up. Uh, second up has won five of the last six years. Um the three-year-olds haven't won from 32 starters in the last 11 years. Um, there's a couple of handy three-year-olds here, Ruthless Dame and She's a Belter. There's been a fair few close placings, but they haven't managed to break through. The five-year-olds and six-year-olds have won nine of 11, so it's actually the older mares that really dominate in this race. From a betting perspective, Gareth, um, 10 of the 11 winners have had an SP of $8 plus. Uh, four of them have been between sort of $21 and $26. Only one winner has had an SP of under $8. Um, and that was the winner last year, Lighthouse. Uh, Ten of the 11 winners have drawn between barriers one and nine. So, you know, we know Razor Hill can, can very much play uh, sort of fence bias, and you see that coming out in the results. Weights, uh, fair spread from 53 to 57 kgs, all the winners coming from there. Um, handicap ratings, 10 of the 11, 100 plus. Uh, all uh, 11 winners have been in the top seven, uh, the official handicap rating. Um, and uh, all of them have come off a Sydney run last start um, with 10 of those at sort of group two, group three levels. So uh, some pretty clear sort of factors there. You want a second or third up horse. You want them off sort of a 14 to 21 day break. Uh, seven of the last eight winners have had an SP of $14 plus um, and inside barriers and, and top sort of handicap ratings of a Sydney run are all um, essential factors for this race. Uh, should be a pretty strong tempo here. Exat and Anazisto up front. Um, and sort of mirror vision, pride of Jenny, hinged, Tara Jean, Lancer, run a ruthless stain. They're probably the ones that are going to be uh, forward of midfield. Um, really tricky race here. The, the one that, that sort of ticks the most boxes is Hope in Your Heart, uh, around sort of $7.50 at the moment. Just a very consistent mare, three group wins, and a really good fourth in the Golden Eagle, just the last sort of six starts. Um, her win first up in the, in the group two, Guy Walter. Uh, was really impressive. She sort of held up for a fair bit, sort of got shuffled back and, and still managed to, to burst through and win that pretty comfortably. And Kerry Parker, we know he can really handle a, a good horse. Uh, did, did an amazing job with Think It Over. Um, and, and Hope in Your Heart is just sort of the one that um, is, is drawn well, uh, maps nicely sort of uh, around midfield. And, and I think, um, you know, she's really the one to beat. Um, tricky race outside of that is, you know, from that sort of historical profile and type perspective, the ones that tick the box are horses actually like um, Expat, who ran fifth in the race last year off a Millie Fox win, and she ran second in the Millie Fox first up three weeks ago. She's just an on-pacer who draws well um, and, and ticks all the boxes in terms of her, her class and her handicap rating and all those other factors. Mirror Vision ran second in this race last year, two plain runs, is going much better now. Um, even though she was a bit plain first up, but she sort of can do that. Again, an inside draw who maps really nicely. Um, so even though expat and revision to me, to be honest, Gareth, and more sort of group two horses, um, they just profile really nicely in this particular race. 
hinged, uh, has J-Mac on it, uh, you know, Group 1 winner with about five other Group 1 placings. There's a good second first up in the Apollo to Animo and six in the Chipping Norton, where she was a little bit playing, but she ran third in this race. Um, some chance they've drawn, drawn a bit wide. Um, the others, uh, Yearning was is a Group 1 down the Guineas when he was a three-year-old. Um, she was really good first up in the Guy Walter. She flew home for fifth. She was held up most of the straight, um, was held up late. Probably should have run second with luck. Um, you know, Zach Lloyd's absolutely flying at the moment. Um, and, and she's one sort of down at the weights that could, could run a decent race. Um, and, and they're probably sort of the, the best value, but I think hoping your heart is probably the one I'm wanting to back. Love it, Dino. We had Michael Hawks on the show yesterday. Jeezy was bullish about yearnings, chances, each way. And I agree with you and Michael. I think she's a terrific bet. And Peter Snowden was bullish about she's a belter, but also gave a good push for Mirror Vision saying that she hasn't had much luck, especially last start. So it will be a fascinating race. The Coolmore Classic, Hope in Your Heart, 750 with Bet365, Expat, 17, Mirror Vision, 26, Hinge at 750. And you can get $10 still for yearning. What about your best in Sydney? Uh, yeah, there's a uh, in the group to uh, Pago Pago for the two-year-olds. Um, had uh, good success with still in the last week. And I think... Um, there's a cult here introducing uh, who really impressed me at a trial on February 6th, just won a 740-metre trial there, ran plus 2.2, was the quickest of the five trials um, there and, and, and beat, you know, Platinum Jubilee. Um, he's obviously a very talented, silly, black-type two-year-old um, and, and beat her pretty comfortably, sat outside her and sort of just ran straight past her and was good first. That was a bit slow away at Warwick Farms and a maiden, um, but really toughs it out strongly sort of like the the, the, the sectionals that uh, that he closed with um, and I think that he's a, a handy cult he's obviously got a bit of competition here Mahaba uh, won the talent dirt so I think um, he's absolutely the, the, the key danger and, and Shinzo is a handy cult as well for, for Chris Waller but I think that introducing is uh, you know got that gay polish I think he's going to prove a lot of his first up maiden win considering that was just coming off one 740 metre trial um, and I think uh, you know he's one that could um, uh, you know, could really improve here, put them away and, and, and sneak into the slipper. So introducing 360 for Brett Preble, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Loving your work, Dino. Winning Edge Investments. Just head to the website, go to the membership page, you type in SEN and you get a 50%, listen to this, 50% discount for the rest of your life. And uh, you're just been tipping wins for fun, uh, winners for fun. So um, you're backing a winner already, Dino. Yeah, look, great opportunity for, for your SEN listeners and yep. uh, hopefully we can uh, nail a couple more uh, tomorrow and have, a, have another fill-up. Great stuff, Dino. Good luck over the weekend. Catch up with you next week. Welcome back to Giddy Up this Friday morning. It's always great to catch up with our great friend, Nicholas Ashman from The Beaten Favourite and also, of course, the great tip-off these days, doing some great work there and he joins us now to go through his best bets in Melbourne especially and also he probably has a couple of winners for us in Sydney as well on Coolmore Classic Day. Nicholas, first of all, Flemington on a Saturday afternoon. They went to the inside in last year's new market. What do you think they'll do this year? I think they'll come up the middle, Gareth. Good yep. morning to you and to your listeners. Um, I think they might come up the middle. We'll see what unfolds during the day. Um, but 
I'd be favouring those sort of mid-gates because I think those horses there don't have to move too much. Those drawn soft down towards the, the far rail or drawn towards the outside rail probably just have a little bit of a navigational issue to uh, to overcome in the run. I correct myself. They went to the middle of the track last year, but the winners were to the inside in last year's new market. Correct. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens this time around. What are we doing from a punting perspective at headquarters in Melbourne? Well, let's start with the new market. It's a fascinating race. Private Eyes trying to become only the second horse in 100 years uh, to win the new market first up. Of course, Red Kirk Warrior did it, uh, I think, in 2018. So he's uh, three from five first up. He won the Gill Guy first up in the spring and ran really, really slick time with 60 kilos on his back. So if he replicates that rating, he'll just about win. But he's drawn barrier two. And I did chat to Joey Pride yesterday on behalf of the thegreattipoff.com. And he said to me, look, I'm a little concerned concerned about it but at the same time we've got pace drawn right near us in the form of front page and snapper so he said if I can just if Brenton can just get him across sort of hills and get into that sort of middle section where those two horses are he feels as though he should get a good card into the race at some point I wish I win produced splits last sort of eight six four and two splits in the lightning that are reserved only for your elite animals but we did see a horse called September Run, who's in this race this year. She broke the clock in a similar fashion in the Lightning Stakes a couple of years ago and was a hot favourite to win the new market, but couldn't replicate it on race day. So I'm just a little bit concerned that sometimes a flashing light run in the Lightning Stakes doesn't always uh, become, you know, your moral in the new market handicap. I'm backing two roughies here. Number 13, Star Patrol. I know he looked a bit plain in the Oakley plate, but he went through the roof on my ratings first up at Sandia. Maybe he just had that flat run. He's a superb straight horse. And I think an older gelding down on 52 kilos appeals. And the other one I'm having something on is around the 60, 70 or one mark is the eight, the astrologist. Ran second in the race last year to Rockin' Horse. Was beaten less than a length in the VRC Sprint Classic at Bait for Age in the spring. And now drops down to 54 kilos. Yes, he's been across the Perth and back, but he's drawn a wide gate. He's got early pace himself, and we've got D-Lane in the saddle. So, Gareth, I'm going to back the two roughies at 20 and sort of 50 or 60 to 1 in the new market handicap. Love it, Nico. So, Star Patrol, the astrologers. What else are we doing there at Flemington? Well, I think the best bet is in race two. I know he's coming off uh, an, an injury and a long break, but race two, number six, what you need. Benny Mellon and the uh, Price-Kent combination throughout the lifetime that that jockey and trainer or stable have been combining, they've returned a 22% profit on turnover, which is just phenomenal if you think about how many rides they've had together. Uh, they team up here with what you need, a colt that had one start for a win, and boy, oh boy, it was a very impressive victory. Started $1.85 at Geelong last August, bolted in when leading all the way, smashed the clock uh, late last 400 and 200 metres and bolted in by four lengths. He's had a little bit of a setback, but the stable are usually pretty good at getting him right. And he's got that lovely mid-draw, draw, I should say, right jockey on board, Ben Mellon. So he'll do me there. Outside of that, we've got uh, the size produce. And I found a roughie here, number nine, Alonso, or sorry, Alonso for the Corstens camp. Uh, made his debut in the Talendert Stakes. A few of these come through that Mahaba race. And I thought, given that he was on debut, he was probably open to the most improvement. You look at his sectionals, they're a little bit flat, or what I call flat, and that's usually indicative of a horse that lacks the zip to run over the distance that you're looking at. And so I think the pop-up to 1,400 metres will really suit him there as well. So he's one there at around the sort of 30, 
$34 mark that you might be able to have an each way play. So I guess the theme of the day is there's one good thing early on, Gareth, and I think for the rest of the day, I'm going to back a few ruffies and hope that one lobs. Do you like anything at Rose Hill? Well, up at there, look, the, the Coolmore Classic is a great race. I love the fact that we've got two handicaps as our feature races in the respective yeah. states. I'm a big fan of handicap racing more so than uh, wait for age, Gareth. Look, Espiona, we saw her down here. I'm in <laughs> Melbourne at the moment as I talk to you. We saw her down here a couple of springs ago, and she was unbelievable. I think a few people are thinking she could be the next Winks. Maybe not quite Winks, but, you know, absolute star. And then she just never went on with it. Waller took her back to Melbourne last time out. She gets the W on the board, the win that is, and now she goes back to Sydney. I love the fact that he's decided to keep uh, a Melbourne jockey aboard in, in Michael D. Brings him up as well. He's a left-hand rider. And I just think that might spark some improvement for Espiona, getting that win back on the board last time out. A D-Day for her, if she can't show us something, then she's just a Melbourne horse, I think. But I tell you what, at 10 bucks, the rating she produced last time out with 58 kilos, she drops to 51. Grand final trainer uh, on his home track with a horse that we know has got the ability to win. She'll do me at 10 bucks. Love it, Nick. I love racing because of horses like Espiona. She creates so much emotion inside the um, the punters and they either love her or they hate her and they want to argue about her to their mates. Um, and uh, she's a horse that um, gets everybody talking. That's why I love her. Um, so yeah, I mate, wish you the best of luck. It's it's the game of tears and the, ta- the game of cheers, isn't yes. it, really? And unfortunately for me, it's been more tears recently, Gareth. So I'm uh, I'm well and truly due. Back me in on the due factor this weekend. Well, cheers to you. Your company on this Friday on Getty Up, thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company, and our superstar tipsters roll on. Let's head up to Brisbane to catch up with Chris Nelson to preview the Carded Eagle Farm tomorrow afternoon. G'day, Chris. Oh, what do you expect this, or how do you expect this track to play? Well, Gareth, uh, good morning to you and good morning, everybody. And that is the big question because we are due for some rain. And if the Bureau's right, uh, they're tipping anywhere up to maybe 30 mils today and somewhere between 15 and 70 tomorrow. Okay. So tomorrow's going to be the day we're going to cop all the rain. And look, we really, Eagle Farm, we know it's such a good wet weather track, but we don't have or haven't had many meetings where it's rained actually during the meeting. So it's a bit of a an interesting question as to how the track will handle it. It'll, it would soak it up beautifully if it all came before the meeting. But during the day, it's got to chop up if it rains and we get anything up to 70 mils and it has to chop up. Uh, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a crystal ball sort of thing to try and uh, give an idea of how it will play. I'd say we just have to wait and see what happens until tomorrow morning. And look, if we don't get the rain, if we only get 15 mils, then it won't be a problem. Uh, it'll, it'll soak that up pretty quickly. But uh, as I said, if we get a lot and it falls during the day, that's when we'll run into trouble. So let's watch this space with the weather. So what are we doing yeah. today from a putting perspective? Obviously treading a little bit well, warily. Yeah, tread warily. But look, there's a few I do like. Race three, number seven, Santiro. Uh, was narrowly beaten last time out behind Sagacious. I just thought uh, Sagacious, well, had everything to suit that day. Was able to get a loose lead and run along. Look, they might get similar tomorrow, but I think Santiro third up will be much better for the run. There's a bit of a weight turn around there. It was going 1,300 up to 1,600 metres. So I think Santiro can turn the tables. That's th- race three, number seven. That's my shorter one for the day. Uh, later on, race seven, number five. Now, these distance races are generally races that you want to steer well clear of, but two smoking barrels ran second to Tappy's Lad last time out. Uh, meets Tappy's Lad better at the weights. It was the one finishing off strongly on the line and gets to 2,400 metres, which is a distance that he's won over here. 
uh, to smoke and barrel. So I think, again, another turn the tables uh, situation tomorrow. I think that uh, Tappy's Land can get rolled uh, by two smoke and barrels. And we'll go to the last. I've got one here, Gareth. Big, big odds. Race nine, number eight, GBS. Was a real eye-catcher last start. No room in the straight. Was still able to make a little bit of ground. But when she got clear very late, she charged to the line. Uh, she's up to 1,400 metres. She's only lightly raced. I think she'll run really well. So something each way, race nine, number eight, GBS. $17.420 with bet 365 there, GBS, in that ninth race there at Eagle Farm. Um, love your work, Chris. We appreciate it as always. We'll watch that weather and we'll catch up yeah. with you tomorrow, mate, on Winners. Look forward to it. Thanks, Gareth. Racing at Perth tomorrow at Ascot, but it's Bunbury Cup Day. Unfortunately, that track is not quite ready yet. I'm hearing that maybe towards the start of April, end of March, they'll be moving trainers in back to the training facilities at Bunbury and hopefully we'll be racing back there in the southwest of WA by the spring, which would be terrific because there's a lot of great um, racing people around that Bunbury area and it would be terrific to have racing back at Bunbury. And Pete Anthonis joins us now. Pete, good morning to you, mate. Bunbury Cup Day, always a great day. Can you find the winner in this year's feature? Uh, look, maybe. Uh, it's not exactly one of my target races on the card, but I thought there's a couple of horses. No apologies. Looks like it finds a really nice race there uh, for Lucy Warwick and SJ Miller. And look, I thought the other horse that was impressive enough on resuming after a little bit of a let-up was Black Shadow for the Taylor camp. So I thought those are the two I'd try and look to find the winner between. A favourite, Casino 17, has been very consistent, but... It will just come down to the, the track. We're back in the rail true position, which has been a nightmare for horses drawn the inside of late. So uh, we'll just wait and see if that's the same case there on Saturday. Great trainers, Grant and Lana Williams, but you can, I can't have Casino 17 at 210. Like this is a... It's very short, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, for very, a horse that short. hasn't been proven in this company at all. Yeah, look, uh, look like I said, if uh, the rail's playing okay, I think I'll probably end up on no apologies back, but... Uh, outside of that, I'll probably just give the race a bit of a pass. All right, mate. What are we doing then at Ascot? Race three, number four. Um, I was with Mac Max first up. It sort of half stepped a little bit slow. Ended up in an awful spot there. Last on a very slow tempo. Still ran some really good splits going through the line. And they've stuck again with Paddy Carberry. But I think even if the horse is a little bit slow, it's got Vast Art and Village Girl drawn inside of it. And they've probably got the same little quirks there out of the gate. So I think even if it is half a step slow. He should still be able to settle midfield with cover, uh, keep off the fence, and then look, if it's able to reproduce what it did at various stages last preparation, I think it's like a really suitable race. Uh, major maps is just drawn a little bit awkwardly, I think, and um, that's the main danger for me. So I'll be sticking there with a favourite Mac Mac in race three. So we can get around, what, 320 for that galloper down, Luciani and Patrick Carberry. What else are we doing, mate? Uh, race four, the next race, number eight, Rockstar status. Just another horse that just got into an awful position there last start. Had excuses, comes from good form lines, was really strong going through the line, and just finds another race where there's not a great deal of speed, and it can just be able to put itself midfield with cutter or forward of midfield for Brandon Louis. Uh, look, uh, the horse itself, just on recent figures, it doesn't have to improve. It can just match them, and it should be very hard to beat. At, uh, look, we're getting around the $7 mark. I've got a marked clear favourite here. So uh, that's one of my more confident plays on the card at the price. Race for number eight, Rockstar status. Is that all, Pete? Because that's a terrific bet, then. 650 with bet 365 for the Rockstar. Yeah, look, I... 
I was going to, when I was first doing the form for the, the other feature, the Bunbury Stakes, uh, I was really keen to have something on Titan Blinders after it led last start. Yeah. Really suicidal tempo there at Pinjarra. Um, Time's a really nice race, but the horse has been $23 into nine. So okay. <laughs> no, no great spoil there anymore. But uh, look, Titan Blinders, we saw that horse go really well at 101 in the Gold Rush. Yes. Uh, narrowly ran four from memory after being basically nowhere in the straight. So it does go well. The app's got 1,400. And like I said, this looks like a very suitable assignment, but there's no great edge now with uh, Creator and Halatorian both chances in the same field. Yeah, looking forward to this meeting tomorrow. Just some advice with future betting into the quokka. I wouldn't bet until you know what horses are arriving in Perth because a lot can play out depending on what kind of track we're expecting in Sydney for the TJ Smith. Horses like Uncommon James and even I Wish I Win might pull the pin on Sydney and go to Perth knowing that they'll get a dry track. And Kiss on All Full Cheeks is being taken out by Dan Morton. So who knows what this field's going to look like come the quokka. So it'll be interesting, yeah, Pete. Not long to go, is it? It's, no. um, it's only you know a couple of months or so, but the hotter WA races really only will start up in three or four weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's going to change complexion, as you said, very rapidly. So just quickly before we let you go, uh, Maricino goes around in Australian Cup prelude, and then we've got Stafford's Lad in an Adelaide Cup on Monday. Do you give them any chance, the WA horses? Yeah, I think you have to. That work from Maricino resuming off the let-up, uh, it was really strong. It was a very fast tempo race. Probably just comes down to if he's able to find the lead or if he gets that genuine tempo. I think he's a much better horse with the speed on. Um, but if they go too slow, obviously that brings quite a few of the other runners into play. Stafford's late, I thought, was enormous there last start in Adelaide. I had something on and uh, look, Jared Nelson tried to extricate him mid-race and he just got into a horrible spot. He was held up and he was still going well through the line. I thought if he got clear with momentum there on the turn. He actually probably runs in the first three. So Stafford's lad, he's a proper stayer. He'll be there all day. So look, it's all going to come down to where he gets to in the run. So yeah, I'll have to be having something on. All right, good on you, Pete. Thanks for that, mate. Go well, Gareth. No surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at first light racing. And the 2023 Tab Adelaide Cups on Monday, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Lincoln Moore from... SA Racing joins us now, Lincoln. Good morning to you, mate. Um, it's an even field. I'm looking forward to this Adelaide Cup on Monday. I think we can find a little bit of value, as I say. Good morning to you. Yeah, morning, Gareth. There certainly is plenty of value. I think uh, the market's been pretty steady the whole way through. Good money for Highland Jack. Um, he's probably going to battle for favouritism with the Kieran Ma pair at the top person in Grand Promenade now. Um, Definitely an intriguing betting race, and there is plenty of value there for sure. I can't work out why Highland Jack isn't shorter than Grand Promenade after what I saw there in the Lord Reams, and he gets a big weight advantage as well. So um, I know that he's firmed in a little bit after the draw. He's at $6, bet three six five. Grand Promenade at 5 per San at $6. What are you thinking in the Adelaide Cup? Yeah, I think Highland Jack will almost run favourite come yep. the day, just given that barrier advantage and knowing that the Mar um, Eustace pair will probably have to do a bit of work to roll forward. I thought the other one that was well over the odds was Stars of Karen for Robbie Lang. I know it's a long time between drinks, but I think um, he's picking over nicely, and I really like the way he worked home in that Lord Ream Stakes. We know he's proven uh, you know, over, over journeys like this in his throughout his career. If you can forgive the fact that it's been four and a half years since he's won a race, I certainly think he's over the odds at $12. So what else are you thinking there on Adelaide Cup Day? It's a terrific support program as well. So I would imagine the club and 
Racing SA would be over the moon with the fields there on yeah. uh, on Monday. Certainly, it's always a really good day's racing. The uh, we get the, have the guineas, uh, Cinderella Stakes, the two-year-olds. I thought the best bet on the card would come uh, in the last race. So you have got to keep the powder dry there with um, one of Michael Hickmont's horses, Taunting. I think he's a, a very nice horse. Um, you know, we've seen him in the spring run well in Melbourne. He's probably. Um, I think being set for this race, Michael would love to get a winner on Cup Day. He draws gate two. Chris Parnham comes across the ride, ticks all the boxes for me. So if you can wait for the last, I think taunting's a good thing. Uh, race nine, number two. What about tomorrow on the parks track, mate? What are you doing? Yeah, look, it's a, a tricky little meeting on the parks, but I'm keen to stay with uh, a horse that I think is going places, and that's Chicago Storm. It's trained by um, David Aldridge, who's not, no household name by any means, but he always had the uh, knack to find a handy horse. And this... Um, uh, Shreya Swami comes off a really good win beating Tani Tradition and Bull Kunder King. Bull Kunder King, I think, can almost win on Cup Day early. So I really think Chicago Storm can sort of stamp himself as a um, above-average galloper here. He's drawn a bit of a sticky gait, but at the same time, I think the small field will offset that. Jake Torak rides. Jake's having a career-best season. So I'm really happy to be on race four, number seven, Chicago Storm. And um, there's, I thought there was some value in the last with a, another... Trainer that's not uh, another, um, I guess you call them a country trainer, but a horse, Rusty Halo, trained by Bill Bogart. This horse should have won at Balaclava last week. Um, got held up there in the straight and just missed behind the gov. I thought barrier one around the parks, Jason Holder rides. I think this is way over the odds at 16 to 1. Sure, the favourite's the one to beat, great mama. The Freedman Stable bring this horse over on the back of a pretty smart win, but I thought Rusty Halo just get a really soft run in behind the speed and as we know in the parks, he's kind of need the better you're drawn, um, the better your chances are of being a factor. So you get four dollars twenty a play. So I'm happy to be sort of two by three on Rusty Halo in the last number fifteen. Good on you, mate. Looking forward to this Thanks, card Karen. tomorrow and also on Monday, mate. Um, bring on Adelaide Cup Day. Cheers, mate. Time to catch up with our great mate Mitchie Lewis, who has done the form for the parks meeting on a Saturday in Adelaide. Mitchie, welcome back to Giddy Up. Are you confident that we can make some money before the Adelaide Cup meeting? Yeah, Gareth, look, it's an interesting card. Um, I'm pretty happy with the ones I've picked, but some of the races near the back end of the card for mine are really open, so I'd be, I'd tread lightly around the back half, but I reckon the ones I'll give you here will be solid charts for sure. Take it away then, mate. Right, I'm going to kick off in race two. I'm with number 10, OK Jerry, who's on the booth for the Jolly Stable. Um, I've been really taken by her two recent trials. Uh, if you go back and have a look at her most recent one, she sort of won it in real arrogant fashion, which I, I really love to see from these debutantes. She pushed forward with electric speed and then they just let her coast for the rest of the race. So I'm really excited about what potentially she might be able to do. Uh, she is drawn wide, but I think she's got that speed where she'll be able to get across and find a good position. That's probably the only question mark I've got on her is how much others pressure her, but um, the Jollies have a super record with their debutantes, and I think she looks a very exciting type, so I'm keen to see what she's going to do. Beautiful. Then what else are we doing there, mate? I'm going to go to race five, number five. I'm with the favourite, Dirty Mind. Uh, he comes across the border today after having won a maiden recently, a Moe, in really impressive fashion. Um, he run, won that in a super time and in an impressive figure. Uh, he comes across here, and this race, I don't feel, is very strong with uh, all the respect to all the other runners. I, I just don't think it's a super-level race. So I think if he runs up to that figure that he's got, um, he's going to be really hard to beat. And especially from barrier two with early speed, he's going to put himself in the ideal position for the parks track. So he's going to take some catching, I reckon. Beautiful. So race five, number five, Dirty Mine. Anything else? 
Yeah, race six, number seven, Malian on club. So we're tipping her again here. She's quickly becoming one of my faves by the looks of it. Um, but I, I really like this race for her, actually. So last start, she was second as fave um, behind Wills. And Wills came out last week and won in impressive fashion again at Murray Bridge. And Wills is going to run in Monday's Cup. So that's a pretty good spawn line for this. One of the other keys for her is the speed. So she likes to get back a little bit. Uh, and I've got a mapping this one is having a lot of pressure up front. So if she just lets the pressure outplay in front of her, um, I think she's going to be hitting the line hard, especially with only 52 and a half kilos on her back after Lockie Nindorf's claim. I love it. So we've got race two, number 10, race five, number five, and uh, race six, number seven. Melanon Club around that $3.50 quote. What would be your best for the day, your very best? I'm probably going to have Dirty Mind as my best. I, I was pretty impressed with that win at Mowie. So if he runs up to anything like that, he's going to get all the favours here. Great work, Mitchie. What about an early Adelaide Cup tip? Uh, I like race two, number five, Club L for the Jollies and Jamie Carr. Uh, it's similar profile. He's going to put himself in the ideal position in the run. Uh, and Jamie Carr on board, she had a massive day here last year when she won five of the nine races, I think. So... I expect there'll be a bit of money around that horse once the race day is here. I reckon they'll all come for Jamie's runners. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's going to be an interesting Adelaide Cup. Looking forward to it. We'll preview that uh, meeting with you on Monday, mate. Thanks for your time as always and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, mate. You have a good weekend as well. And I'll chat to you soon. The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. OzEquipment.com. Yes, welcome back to Giddy Up. It's time now to find you some winners across the three codes on this Friday. Some terrific racing as well. Packetham tonight's a beauty. Gilpedo, race two, number five. And race three, number five, Sweeten. Um, Sweeten gets a, like, she would have been hard to beat in Melbourne tomorrow at Flemington. So she goes to Packetham tonight, Sweeten. She'll be awfully hard to beat. $3 into $2. So I agree with Betty there. Race two, number five, Gilpedo. Race three, number five, at Packenham for Benny. And then Benny, I said at Kilmore, likes race one, number four, Rhythmic Dragon. And race two, number two, Big Watch. So race one, number four, race two, number two. Ripper meeting there at Kemmler Grange. And the highlight there is the Group 3 Peroni Kemmler Grange Classic. And from the great tip-off, Mickey Gannon joins me. G'day, Mickey. Morning, Jenny. How are you, mate? I am well. Bet365 has Perfitra as the favourite at 260, Polygon at 420, Cool die at $3. And uh, then we go down to well, big prices for the rest. So um, I think you're keen on one here in the feature event at Kemmler Grange. Absolutely, Jay. I'm, I'm very keen with a horse by the name of Cool Die. I think she's very, very talented. The winner of the Kenzo was very good. Did it very easy. Then went down to Sandown and just got caught in a slowly run race out the back and flew home late. But arguably, probably could have finished fourth. Very much within the finish and could have won. But, look, I think she's the horse to follow from this, mate. And she will be the horse to follow from this. And I think she'll get the job done today, mate. Cool die. He's one of my better plays of the day around the $3 mark, G. And what else are you doing? You've got another winner for us. We've got a lot of people and a lot of our friends there um, listening to the show, heading out to Kemmler Grange today for a great, days of race, great day of racing. And um, I said, just hang on. Keep on listening to Giddy Up because Mickey G's about to come on to help you. Love it. Well, hopefully we can uh, steer them into another one, G. Race three, number one, Guevara. This horse has been off the map, so maybe if they're smart enough, they've already had some on. But uh, Hawks, stable, teaming up with Kimmy Clark. Might roll a bit more forward today. That money suggests it will. 
Um, I think his ratings and, and what we've seen so far from this horse on a firm track today as well is going to be very suitable with him on rate of picture tracks his whole career. So today, by all too hard on the firm deck, Guevara should get the job done in race three, G. Team Hawks, and I think you was just checking my notes. It was you that was keen on yearning again tomorrow in that Coolmore Classic. I think she's a terrific bet, mate. Winkers on. Yeah, the winkers go on, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of speed there. Expat's going to go hard, and then you've got the Victorian Ana Vista that will be going hard, and it'll really set up for something that can settle just beyond midfield and fly home. Gee, she was, I think you'd only call it a half a run last start as well, G. She was, uh, I don't know if you call it bad luck or if it was just a misjudged ride. But, it was a uh, bad ride. She'll be ready. <laughs> That's it. She'll be ready to go. She'll plenty left in the tank after that run. What are we doing at Musselbrook today, mate? Yeah, I'm going to go race four. Just the one player at Musselbrook. Race four, number one, love rules. The horse has caught three wide last start. Uh, complete forgive job. What we've seen from her in the past suggests she's good enough to win here. Aaron Bullock jumps on. She's one second up, um, which was a maiden and only win. I think she'll get the job done around the $6 mark. G. Race four, number one, love rules. And a lot of people are loving your work there on the great tip-off. So for the best value of money, you can buy your tip staking plan, etc. Um, for $25, and across the week you get all of your plays there at the New South Wales meetings, plus, of course, a comprehensive look at the Saturday meeting at um, in Sydney, whether it's at Rose Hill or, of course, Ramwick. That's it, G. It's really simple. Just go to thegreatsipoff.com, type in Mick Gannon, uh, click on the subscription, 25 bucks. If you just buy the Saturday package, it's 20 bucks. So you may as well just get the weekly subs and you get tips all through the week. And that Saturday includes speed maps, rated prices, best bets, value players, and, and also tips around the country as well, G. Yep. Love it, mate. Good on you. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, mate. There's Same Mickey, well. Bye. There's Mickey Gannon from the great tip off. Queensland is your place to race this year. Ipswich, the mailman, likes race three, horse number nine, Liquor. Race three, horse number nine, Liquor. Queensland is racing. Action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Geelong Harness tonight, Darren Carroll. He's a superstar, isn't he? Race seven, number three, Red Hot Assassin. Looks tough to beat. And uh, White Star Molly to lead all of the way. Race 11, number one there at Geelong tonight. Gloucester Park. I think we can find a few winners there. Um, G Moore's just sent through a text message and he is one of the best. Like Darren Carroll's a superstar. We're so lucky to have these form experts here on Giddy Up. But Glenmore's a superstar when it comes to WA harness. He likes Eaton Rock. Don't bother me none. I'm a five-star general. All hard to beat. So Eaton Rock. Don't bother be none. And I'm a five-star general. Just having a look at those races there so I can help you with some race numbers at Gloucester Park tonight. Race one, Eaton Rock. So race one, number one, G Hall Jr. for Nathan Turvey. Looks tough to beat. And uh, then we move on. And I think we go to race number five, I think, on the program. No, that's I'm a black flash. That's too short. Um, don't bother me. None is at a dollar fifty, so that's part of our all up race seven number one, and uh, the other tip that he had for us there was I'm a five star general, and uh, that is in race ten horse number nine. So race ten number nine, race seven number one at Gloucester Park, and race one number one. That's our multi there at GP. The Greyhound Super Series presents the Country Classic Saturday the 18th of March. Simon Orchard. Got to back this, Greyhound. Saintly, my favourite horse of all time. Race seven, number four at Goulburn. Richmond, race six, number two, Impress Alcott. 
and at Wagga race four, number four, Ashton Whiskey. So Goulburn race seven, number four, Richmond race six, number two, and Wagga race four, number four. The world's richest middle distance race, the Country Classic, Saturday the 18th of March at Dubbo. It is Greyhound Racing supercharged. Big day of Greyhound Racing in Victoria. The highlight there will be at Horsham for the Horsham Cup. The watchdog tips, first of all, and uh, the watchie is keen on a few. We'll start off with the Hillsville meeting. Race 12, number two, Saintly Cell. At Bendigo today, race five, number three, Kanji War. Trelgan race seven, number two, Garrett. And then Horsham race two, or race 10, number three, Wilson Bale. So race 12, number two, race five, number three, race seven, number two, race 10, number three. The Quaddy at Horsham, first league, one, three, eight. Second league, one, three, eight. Third league, one. And in the final leg, four, six, eight, and one, $36 gets you 100% there. And just having a look at the Horsham Cup meeting, or the Horsham Cup race, I should say, which is the feature event in Victoria today. And it's a good little race. We've got Stealth, the 360 market leader with Bet365. Baby JC that's been in all of the big races, especially during the Australian Cup Carnival at 360 for the Douglas Camp. Jungle Panther for Jeffrey Gill, the brother of David Gill, at $4.40. Jungle Panther with a big chance. And then Matt's Hope at $4.40. Boy, it's an even Horsham Cup this year. Should be your beauty. Greyhound Racing New Zealand.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhound Racing. Tips from Dan Roberts. And Dan's got a couple of specials for us at Annington. The first race isn't far away. Race seven, number eight, Gold Star Hoot is one of his better bets on the program. He also likes race eight, number one, Texas Jewel, and race 11, number seven, Opawa Maggie. So race seven, number eight, race eight, number one, and race 11, number seven. She's a quality mare, and hopefully she can get the job done. I tell you, that's uh, another horse that I'm keen to play tomorrow, and that's Steel City. She was unlucky. Whether she wins, if she gets out earlier in that blue diamond, um, we'll never, never know. But... They have travelled her up to Sydney. She's performed well in Sydney before. And I, I speak of Steel City, of course, and she goes around as the favourite in the Magic Night Stakes. She's got form around the right horses and hopefully uh, with that, that's a bit of a silver lining. Um, I'm going to look at it as a glass half full and a glass half empty <laughs> um, with that blue diamond. Hopefully she just had an easy run there and she'll probably need to win to get into the slipper. But um, she's probably had the prep to back up as well. That was Kira Ma talking about Steel City, who will be tough to beat in the Magic Night Stakes. She needs to win to get a start in next week's Golden Slipper. Thanks for your company on Giddy Up on this Friday morning. Hopefully we can help you back a few winners today, tonight and tomorrow, of course, across the country. And that was all thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. I'll be back tomorrow morning on SEN Track from... 8 o'clock Queensland time, 9 o'clock in the east. We're live from the Magic Millions Complex for the standard bread sales there, thanks to Nutrien on the Gold Coast. The first ever time that Nutrien are holding a, a harness racing sale in Queensland. So hopefully you can join me then. Talking about harness racing, Jason Bonington is ready to go for Trot's Life coming up straight after the 10.30 news. Have a good day. The SEN app. 